0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Bash Brothers Podcast. I'm your host, Connor Chandler. This is my co-host, Jordan Harris. And we are the Bash Brothers, the only podcast where it's like sitting back with your friends, talking sports, life, and everything in between. Jordan,
1: how you doing today, bro? Um, It's kind of a sad day, you know. College football is officially over now. Obviously, we had the week off, so we didn't get to talk about it last week. But, you know, it's a good time to have a little week off and just kind of reflect, and now we're back at it. It is. It's funny. This is like the first time in
0: eight weeks where... We did not sit down and talk football. Well, we sat down and talked football, but just not in the studio, not not into a microphone. Yeah. So we, uh, with the national championship falling on a Monday, we normally film on a Sunday. We decided to just take that week and uh, obviously watch the game so that we could actually talk about it because we had already made our predictions. We both said Alabama. You said we both said seventeen. Both said seventeen. We both said seventeen. So I mean, obviously. It was, we got it. <laughs> it was not 17 it was not 17 but we have to start right there so we finally get to the national championship let's let's throw out a disclaimer off the rip absolute hats off to everybody who played a part in college football from the water boys up to the commissioners i mean yep. just you know we're 4 months ago not knowing if we're going to play football and we honestly got a pretty darn entertaining season with a lot more roller coasters than I think we've had in previous seasons. It was fun to watch, and ultimately it leads up to a showdown between number two Ohio State and number one Alabama, and it ends in an absolute slobber knocker
1: on the side of a crimson tide, 52-24. What are your thoughts? I mean, I think everybody kind of figured this was coming. I think Alabama was the overall favorite. Lee Corso didn't think it was coming. (laughs) Lee Corso may need to retire. He's getting kind of old out there, you know what I mean? But, I mean, let's be honest. I said after the Clemson game, I said if Justin Fields plays exactly like he played against Clemson, this will be close. That didn't happen. That Clemson game was an outlier for Justin Fields through the playoffs. We've seen it. Justin Fields was hurt. I'll give that to him, but ultimately Mac Jones and that high-powered Bama offense was just way too much for OSU. Yeah, see, and I think that's so. The first thing you have to look at on the
0: side of Ohio State is was the injuries, right? So Justin Fields comes in hurt from the Clemson game where he took that big shot yep. from Skalinski. I'm pretty sure that's his name. Showed some grit. Though. He really did. Showed some toughness. Dude was a warrior out there. They lose Sermon on the first drive. Yep. Some, I mean, that's their, you know. That's the bread and horse. butter. That's, that's the, big that's running the run game, right? Yep. But here's kind of my my counterpoint, if you will, to the Justin Fields was injured part, okay? He got injured, I believe, in the first quarter of that Clemson game. He right, did. He First did. quarter. He then goes nuts. Balls right? out. Has just an incredible performance. He now has a week to rest, that same injury. Right. And he comes out and, I mean, he made some good throws. I mean,
1: but – Yeah. I'm mediocre. Is that what we'd call it? I would. And I mean, you know, I I think I said this in the last podcast. That game against Clemson will probably be the best game you see a quarterback play the next five years. It wasn't incredible. I wouldn't, I don't know if I'd go that far, but it was a great, well, his best game ever. Oh, his best game ever. 100%. He balled out, but this game was just, I mean, he didn't hurt himself. I will say that, but he just played a lackluster game. Um, Obviously, Sermon being out hurt him. Fields, when your quarterback leads a team in rushing, you know, you're kind of in trouble there, even though Fields is a great athlete, great runner. I mean, Mac Jones, man, 464 yards, five touchdowns, Devontae just adding to another incredible season. And he got hurt and had to Facts, leave the game for that yeah. matter. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, on the Alabama side. What can you say
0: that we hadn't said? I mean, we, I feel like we've started this podcast off how many times going, tell me if you've heard this before. <laughs> Alabama <laughs> scores the first first touchdown of the game, and they never look back. They just built different. And man. it was, and it was. I mean, you know, at 1.7, B- Bama goes up 7, oh, OSU yeah. answers. Bama goes up 14, they answer. I mean, but ultimately – I mean, you, you could almost, and you could say this with a lot of things. You could say, "Well, if so and so did something, yeah. it would be oh, a different yeah. ball game." But if Mac, if they don't get that strip fumble on Mac Jones down there on the 15 yard line, this one really could have been ugly. Oh, for sure. And I mean, you know, I told you this after the game, which leading into it, I told you I was like, "I, I hope it's a good game." Yeah. But for the state of college football you want your national championship game to be a good competitive game. Oh, for sure. By halftime, this was no longer fun to watch. No, not at all. And and that for college football, and don't get me wrong, do I have the answers to how do we change that? How do we get to a place where we have ten great teams? You know, I don't know those answers. You know, but I I hate that for college football, and I hope we can progress. I mean, you look at the last couple of national title games. Besides the Georgia-Alabama game, I mean – LSU and Clemson's close last year until right. about the third quarter, and LSU runs away with it. Yeah, I mean, look at every time Notre Dame's played Alabama. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. Uh, those Clemson-Alabama games were all very good. Oh yeah, for I mean, sure. the, I mean, there, you literally looked at it, including the playoff matchup that Classics. was out, the national championship. Yes, absolute down to the wire games. That Deshaun Watson game. I mean, incredible. You know oh, what I'm for saying? Sure. So you hope moving forward that. And I don't know what the answer is. Is it an expanded playoff? I think it is. I think it is, too. Um, okay, let me ask you a question here. Ask me. Because we got plenty of time. We can talk about this all we want. Looking back now, mm-hmm. do you think, and this is a loaded question, and okay. I, I, this is okay. 100% off the, off the top, do you think Ohio State deserved to be there? That is a very loaded question. That is a loaded And here's question. why. Here's why.
1: I think when the when the playoff rankings first came out, the final ones, I think most people would argue that OSU and Notre Dame had no reason to be there. Especially Notre Especially Dame. Especially Notre Dame. I think Ohio State had a much stronger argument right. than Notre Dame did. Right, But I think Ohio State curved that argument with how they just manhandled Clemson. Agreed. And granted, you know, there's probably plenty of semantics I could go into that as why they beat Clemson. so oh I'm bad. I'm going into it. But, I mean, ultimately, no, I don't think Ohio State or Notre Dame deserve their spots at three and four. I'll say this. I think what Ohio State did, we take
0: nothing away from Justin Fields with that performance against Clemson. Right. I take nothing away. He made every single one of those throws, absolutely playing great football. I think I just don't really think Clemson was that good this year. Their best win was a Notre Dame team who they thumped, but then you look at what Alabama did to Notre Dame, and they thumped them. So maybe oh, yeah. you're going, hey, Notre Dame wasn't that good this year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, Clemson's best win was Notre Dame, which that was a great win. I mean, they right. absolutely manhandled them. I don't know if Notre – I really do think this year it was Alabama yeah. and everybody
1: else. Oh, 100%. I mean, you got to think about Alabama's dominance, right? Right. And two, this was – I think Devontae Smith made an argument this season where he's their best wide receiver. But before that, let's be honest, Jalen Waddle was at that argument and he was hurt all season. Oh, if you don't, if, if Jalen, I believe if Jalen Waddle does not get hurt,
0: Devontae Devonte Smith's trophy cabinet's a little lighter right now.
1: Oh, 100%. I don't think. Jalen necessarily wins that. But oh, no, I mean, I'm not saying that I think, at all. I'm I just think saying Mac he never Jones gets that opportunity. with it. With yeah, I, I would agree, it. yeah. But also, speaking of Justin Fields' grit, Jalen Waddle showed some amazing grit in that Bama game.
0: All right, so let's tangent on that. Let's so, so he's out there, and, and on the, I think it's the first drive of the game. They throw a little, you know, it's just a cut route right across the middle. He yeah. catches it, runs to about the 10-yard line, and the dude's just gimpy completely. Oh, yeah. I mean, bad limp. And about that time, a couple NFL players started tweeting, you know, you know, take care of your money, kid. Get you know The, the coach has got to save themselves from the player, all this stuff. So I'm going to let you start it.
1: <laughs> what is your opinion on Jalen Waddle playing the game of football on Monday night? Uh, they should have pulled him. I, I agree with the kid's grit 100%. I agree with why he wanted to play. I understand it fully. But after that first play, when you get up and you're sitting there limping and walking around, and granted they didn't have another game, but we saw this same situation with Tua last year. After the LSU game, he was limping; he could barely walk. The very next game against Mississippi State, he ruins his hip, has to have hip surgery. He's done for the season. Jalen Waddle's done with college football. We all know that this is his last year. You, if you sit there and snap your leg because you can barely run, you're you're done. Like your career's well not maybe not done. We've seen players come back from it, but. There's a good chance that your career is completely done. You're hurting your wallet, no doubt. You're hurting your wallet, but you're hurting your future, and that's the biggest thing to me. So, yeah, after that first play, I think I would have had Jalen Waddle pulled as Nick Saban, not Waddle. Obviously, Waddle was going to stay in the game no matter what. But as a coach, you got to be like, look, kid, I appreciate what you're doing, but it's, it's time to come out. I respect
0: your opinion. I'm on the opposite side of the fence. I got to completely disagree with you on that. Um, I, everybody, David Pollock is my favorite college football player of all time. He was, uh, his junior year, he was projected a top five pick. He was going to be a millionaire. And he said, no, I want to play my senior year with my boys and go out there. He plays two or three years in the NFL, ends up breaking his neck, retires from the game of football. That mindset to me is what I would take if it was me in terms of, play in football and how that would go that kid's determination and grit he wanted to be out there he he knew He's a grown man. He knew everything he was risking when he stepped out there, and he said, no, I have left my blood, sweat, and tears on this field for three years now. I got a chance to go win a natty with my boys. I don't care what it costs me because my integrity as a man and a player right here is in this game, and he went out there and he did it, and they left him in. I love it. I love that, especially in a culture right now where – I mean, look at Mac Jones, right? He mm-hmm. starts, he goes into college, the third oh, yeah. string quarterback. Right. He waits three years, and now he's a national champion, Heisman contender. Right. I mean, there and and we're looking at kids where like, oh, you didn't play me, coach? I'm gone. I mean, you look at Justin Fields, which we're told, you know. Justin feels transferred for right. other reasons, right. and I respect that. We could we could list plenty of examples of kids who just don't get to play. They don't want to wait around and earn that play in time, which, yes, there's a possibility that it never comes. And what do
1: they do? They hit the transfer portal, portal and they go somewhere where it's easier to get some PT. I agree with that, but this time, like, that's not on Jalen at all, right? I mean, he's trying to play. He's out there playing. But at some point as a coach, I feel like you just have to say, look, kid, Your pride can get in the way of your health.
0: But what if, I mean, you're dealing with adults here. That is an
1: adult man. That is a grown man. At
0: what point do you, does Nick Saban go, I'm going to sit you? And he goes, no, coach. I've I've literally worked my whole life for this moment. Maybe, you know, for people, they dream of playing in the NFL. What if Jalen Waddell's dream was to go to the University of Alabama and win a national title? That's all. What if that's? I mean, you look at me. I've never played football. My dream would be to go to the University of Georgia and win a national championship. The sure. NFL, all that would be incredible. But that would be my goal. You're not taking me away from that moment. But I
1: also think that conversation is a little bit different if he has not already won a national title.
0: I agree with that, and that's that's a semantic, and I completely sure. understand. But I, I think that's a great conversation. It Ultimately, is. I love seeing people. Out there dying and living with their brothers. Oh, for sure. I mean that's yeah. what that's what it is. The any sport, anybody who's ever played a yeah, sport, a team sure. sport knows you're only as strong as your weakest link. The bonds that you form out there on any field go longer than any season you'll ever have. You will cherish those moments for the rest of your life. So ultimately I just love seeing that on yeah. display. Well, you know,
1: at the end of the day, Shout out to Jalen Waddle for doing what he did. Shout out to Bama. They started and finished the season with Dominant. pure dominance. But speaking of dominance, oh, I think we agree Bama dominated the 2020 football season. They did. There's no doubt. However, uh there was another team. There was. That did not dominate this year. but no, did Definitely dominated last year. Are you referring to the 2019 national champion? National champion, LSU Tigers. The LSU Tigers. Go Tigers, Is Ed Orgeron I would go, say. We, uh, go Tigers. Yeah, go Tigers. So, my question to you is if tomorrow 2019 LSU and 2020 Bama pulled up in Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, Georgia just because I like the Mercedes-Benz yeah, Stadium. Yeah. Pulled up in the Benz and played each other. Who do you think would win the game? Okay, so it if that so so that
0: is my approach to the argument. Okay, Okay? because because okay, so as soon as Alabama finished off this season, the minute that was ESPN start tweeting, you know, everybody, my Facebook feed was full of this conversation, twenty twenty Bama versus twenty nineteen LSU, yeah, who wins? Okay, and that question for me is not who had the better season. That question is not who had the better players. That question is not who did both teams play. The question that I would answer is both of those teams healthy meet on a neutral field who wins. And that your answer to that question in my opinion okay is the 2020 National Champions the
1: Alabama Crimson Tide. So you think Bama would go back and beat LSU.
0: And there's and for me there's no doubt in my mind. You look at look at the Bama team that played them I think it was like week three or four or whatever week it was. I don't recall in 2019 uh-huh. with Tua playing his first game after the ankle surgery. Right. He's clearly like, I mean, maybe 65, 70 percent. They end up losing by what five points? Wasn't it 46, 41. It was very close, somewhere in there. And that's when Tua literally dropped the ball on the goal line. Like had a lot of mistakes, which we can we can you know argue semantics in the game of football if the ball bounces one way or the other all day right. long, but. They, they almost beat them then. I, you're talking about that's the same LSU football team who almost lost to Auburn. They beat them 24 20. They struggled against the University of Texas last year. You know what I'm saying? Don't right. get me wrong, incredible season. They dominated Georgia. Like, there wasn't no doubt about oh, yeah, for it. Sure. They dominated Clemson in the Natty. Yeah. But if you're asking me who wins fully healthy, you're talking about Jalen Waddell, Devontae Smith, and don't get me wrong, they had some wide receivers for LSU last year, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, a couple of them jokers saw the writing on the wall, and they said, I'm opting out, Coach, before yeah. the season even started. But I my
1: money has to be on Alabama Crimson Tide. Right. Okay, I got you. I'm going to go opposite of you. All right. I'm going to go with the 2019 LSU Tigers. And to me, it's hard to compare from a game standpoint, right, because LSU obviously had a completely different season than Bama did. Bama dealt with COVID teams. LSU kind of had fully, you know, worked out teams with, you know, all their stuff together. Which, again, all in all, that's different. I like to compare kind of positions, right? So, to me, Bama had a down year on defense. I think we all kind of agree on that. Their offense completely carried this team. I think I would give the nod to LSU's defense last year over Bama's defense this year. Now, as far as running back goes... I think Najee Harris is the better running back over Clyde Edwards Solaire, even though they're both great. Don't I get me wrong. Say, that's, yeah, that's yeah. A close one. And I would give uh I'd give the nod to Bama's wide receivers this year. Their wide receiver core played great. And I mean that was without
0: So you're two one Bama January right now.
1: Two one 2-1 Bama. I think I give the nod over quarterback to Joe Burrow though. I think Mac Jones had an incredible season, a dominant season, but I mean we had we saw Ooh. a season from Joe Burrow like you've never believe i mean some things joe burrow did especially getting out of the pocket and just you know doing what he did was incredible Damn that's a tough conversation <laughs> it is man it <laughs> is but that's just my opinion right this yeah 100 on and i mean don't get me wrong this is not a dominant game on either Speak side your truth this is like a slugfest at the very end but like yeah i think lsu last year would have beat this bama team
0: yeah and i mean i can respect that i don't Dang, that Mac Jones versus Joe Burrow is—that's uh, a conversation. Because, like, if I look at it, what what do I want? Right, right. Um, Joe Burrow created his plays. I mean, you oh, look yeah. at two of the touchdowns that he throws against Georgia—completely blown plays. He's running yeah. for his life out there, and he freaking Georgia secondary couldn't keep up with their right. receivers. They find an open lane, and he puts it right on the money. Whereas Mac Jones is the more traditional pocket passer right right his offensive line was a little better they protect him he three-step drop he lets it fly and nine times out of ten he's dropping it in the bucket right oh yeah so i mean it's, it's kind of what you want there i mean i would give the nod to bamas receivers this year i think i would go Najee Harris, even though let's be honest claude Clyde edwards oh, a a was an absolute now. baller and he's still balling right now in the nfl in his rookie season um yeah that is a conversation i'd love to hear people's opinions oh on yeah that. you could have like a A round
1: table discussion with like
0: 10 people and go all day.
1: Don't get me wrong, too. When I say not, I'm not saying like, oh, they're just completely better. Like, Oh, the spread I mean, in that game will be like yeah. two, one. I mean, Waddle Smith, I think, are better. But, I mean, you you can't deny what LSU had with Dell Pitt, Justin Jefferson, and oh, you facts, know, Jamar yeah. Chase, too. So I mean, Jamar Chase said, see you at the beginning of this season. Yeah. <laughs> he so, said, coach, coach, I'm not pl- – uh-uh, COVID is too scary. Yep. I mean, there's just a lot there. I mean, you're never going to have a definitive answer on this. It would be so fun to watch them play now. Oh, man. think of, You could sell that on pay-per-view. Oh, 100%. For college football fans. So, that was good.
0: That was – yeah, so, so drop your opinions in the comment section on Facebook. Who you taking and why? I'd love to hear some people's opinions. So speaking of, you know, Alabama, Devontae Smith, Joe Burrow from 2019, they got something in common. The, the, they're they football players? They, they are. They oh, are okay. football players, right? I got that right, then. You were 100% okay. correct. They also both wear jerseys and cleats. That's on, true. They will both be wearing jerseys and cleats on Sundays here in a little bit. But they both put a trophy on their mantle at the end of their particular the, season. The old Hisman? The Hisman. They did They did drop the Hisman. And I'm just going to say, that was a pretty darn good segue there. Yeah, segue.
1: Yep. You did pretty good. Thank you.
0: I appreciate it. So, uh, we talked about it before uh, the Heisman Trophy ceremony yep. happened that Tuesday night. Uh, you said Mac Jones. Yep. We, we were both down to Mac and Devontae Smith. It was going to Bama. Right. No we knew it. that. You said Mac Jones. Even though you were cool with Devontae winning it, 100%. you thought he deserved it. I said the exact opposite. I would give it to Devontae. Even though if Mac Jones won it, I would not be surprised. Devontae Smith is your 2020-2021 Heisman Trophy winner. The mm-hmm. first wide receiver since Desmond Howard in 1991. Pretty yep. impressive. I would say the, the – I don't know if you can say the great, greatest wide receiver of all time, but
1: I would say the greatest – The greatest season for a wide receiver? I I mean, I think with what has happened this season with Bama, with losing Jalen Waddle right out the gate and Devontae just taking over and making this his team, I I would say he would. He needs to go down. He's probably one of the greatest wide receivers of all time. He's got to. Well, single season, greatest wide receiver of all time. Well, you know, I think they had the uh, game day uh, segment on him, right, where he did not want to be – he said it himself. He said, I don't want to be known for one play. Right, yeah. Talking about the the National Championship play. he wasn't. And he he made that his legacy to not be known.
0: He erased that. Yeah. Yeah. So, congratulations to Devontae Smith. Well-deserved. Phenomenal season. I think one of the more interesting points of the Heisman Trophy ceremony, yeah. which, you know, I, I talked about uh, Dabo Swinney's comments in saying that the the Heisman should attach their name to Trevor Lawrence. Because right. I think Trevor Lawrence will go down as one of the better players with one of the better college football careers to never bring home a Heisman Trophy. Oh, yeah. He finishes second over Mac Jones. Yeah. That's, I mean, to me – I don't know if that is a result of too much talent in terms of splitting votes at Alabama yeah. or if people felt the way that I did and said, you know what, you look at what he did. He, yeah. I think he missed two games. Yeah, it was two games. Two games. What he did that season, you know, excluding the the game versus Ohio right. State because he did kind of have a rough show in there. And then, you know, he he won a natty. He had three incredible years. He oh, has yeah. since let us know
1: that he would move on to right. the NFL on the next portion of his career. But I, I found that very interesting. Well, you know, I think looking back at this, too, like in the next five years, I think it's going to look like a complete travesty almost that Trevor Lawrence never won the Heisman. It and, will. And you can't argue. I mean, like Joe Burrow deserved it 100%. Devontae Smith deserved no it No doubt, no doubt. But Trevor Lawrence as a whole, with what he's done in three years, will go down and never win this award. And ultimately, like... The man deserved it. Oh, 100%. He just could not get past certain people in these seasons. Well, the term flash in the pan
0: is is not the right term because that's not what it is. I think if Joe Burrow comes back, he could do the same thing. I think if Devontae Smith played another year, he could do the same thing. But that's what it was. It was single seasons where, you know, I compare it to the Oscars, right? Leonardo DiCaprio, he's won one Oscar. Leading up to the point where he won the Oscar for The Revenant, he had incredible years. Somebody just acted a little bit better than him, right? It was the same thing. But the thing is, is, he was consistently great, Trevor oh, yeah. Lawrence was. Yeah. Every single – he never had a down year. Whereas, you know, Jer Burrow, he gets his opportunity. He has one incredible year. Oh, yeah. Devontae Smith, he gets the opportunity to be the guy when Jalen Waddell gets oh, hurt. Yeah.
1: And he has one incredible Oh man! Incredible, it's well, not I mean, even a word for it. Let's just be honest though. Like besides Trevor Lawrence, over there this year, the other three finalists have never even snipped the Heisman until this year. Right.
0: Which I mean, Mac Jones never played. Devontae Smith right. never got the opportunity. Kyle Trask just a balling he, year. He, he was. He was the one who had previous experience right, and just, you know, had not had a really good year. Yeah, for sure.
1: That fell off late in, late in the uh, season. Yeah, very late. I mean, he honestly, lost, he, he was lost my Heisman himself. favorite until He was.
0: We all said it. You go yeah. to like week six or whatever, and we, yeah. t- we started doing a Heisman pitcher, and – I mean, you know. But ultimately, a great season for uh, Devontae Smith there. Congratulations, adding a little weight to the trophy case there. Yep. Mac Jones, also great season if he had won it well-deserved. And Trevor Lawrence, it's going to be weird seeing the old Heisman House commercials
1: and not seeing... Trevor Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence. Because he would fit right in. You know what I mean? He'll be watching him on his 105 inch plasma screen smart TV. That's right. From the locker room of of Jacksonville, Florida. Yeah. Or we assume, anyway. We'll (laughs) see what happens.
0: We will assume. All right. So let's transition here into what I'm going to call the 2020 Big Board segment. so just to set this up here, about three years ago, my first year at the University of Georgia, I had the idea, watching the the way-too-early predictions with the game day crew, they listed their top four, first two out, all the way down to who would win the natty. And I said, right. you know what? I know football. I'd like to do that. So I write down on a sheet of paper, and I hang it on my refrigerator. You saw it every time you came to my yep. house. The first year that I did it, I got seven of ten correct in terms of the uh, – Uh, let's see, Power Five Conference Championships, and then I got three out of the four who played in the playoff. Right. And ultimately, Georgia beat Alabama. I mean, uh, Alabama beat Georgia. Right. So, this is my third year, and I texted you at the beginning of the season. I said, hey, do this with me. Okay? Let's make our way too early predictions. We did it in, like, September. Yeah. You know, before – I mean, obviously, before any game is played. You pick ten people, ten teams – you know, all power five conference champions. You're allowed one dark horse, which you left out, which is perfectly fine. And then you do a final four leading to who wins the natty. Right. So I want to go through this game by game and just kind of see how it went out, which again, you got to throw out this statement. This year, it was the most unpredictable season of all time. When we made these boards, we didn't even
1: know if, We haven't seen a game be played yet. Well, we didn't
0: know if the Big Ten – we thought Big Ten was never going to play football. That's true, too. We thought Pac-12 was never going to play football. Right. You know, who knows if teams are even going to make it. I mean, you know, you look at Vanderbilt. They don't even play their last three games. You know what I'm saying? There's, you know, completely
1: unpredictable. But I'll let you start. You name the game. You start it. I'll go from there. Let's go ahead and start off with, you know, our favorite one, the SEC Championship. Um, Granted, I picked this game – I think you did, too. I picked this game, prefacing that I thought Georgia would have the quarterback situation figured out. Yeah. They did not. They actually didn't get it figured out till about four games ago. And, you know, obviously we would have been excited to see what would happen with JT Daniels all season, but we did not. So the SEC Championship, I picked Georgia in the East, Alabama in the West. I picked us to win that game. I thought this was going to probably wind up being a, a two or three-game series with Alabama this year. We did not get that, but that was how my SEC Championship game panned out.
0: I had the same thing. And also, it's literally written down here on the, the the note that I made. I said two huge asterisks. One is I have no idea about the Georgia quarterback situation. And, I, and also, I mentioned that I'm not sure about the ACC because at this point we did not know which side of the ACC Notre, Notre Dame. Dame would be yep. placed in, the Atlantic or the Coastal. So, take that with a grain of salt. So, yeah, we both start off one and one there. Yeah, take us to another game. You, which one do you want to go to?
1: All right. Well, did you you want to go ahead and pick ACC since you just brought them up? Yeah. I yeah, I had I actually had Clemson versus North
0: Carolina with my dark horse being Notre Dame. Right. So, one I mean, you North Carolina had a really good game, but a really good season, but ultimately they couldn't win any of their really big games. Uh well, they thumped Miami, that's for sure. But yeah. other than that, you know, they lose to Clemson, they lose to Notre
1: Dame and Go one and one there as well. Clemson yep. goes and Notre Dame goes with them. I had a summer one of you. I had Clemson-Miami. I had Clemson winning that game, which obviously they did win. The I mean, Cincinnati that's a – you know,
0: before we know anything, that's a smart pick. You got De'Aeric King transferring yep. in. I mean, yeah, he didn't get a summer and spring, but, hey, he's De'Aeric King. Bars if you pick that up. And, I mean, you know, so we both go one and one there.
1: Yep, yep. So why don't we move on to the Big 12 championship? Big 12. I was predicting a rematch between Oklahoma and Texas. I had the same. Re- Except, another
0: repeat of the Red River yeah, rivalry. Oh, I nailed that.
1: <laughs> Do you hear that? Yeah, I hear that. I'm, I'm nasty. Not, uh, obviously, uh, Texas got replaced with Iowa State in this one, but Oklahoma came out, came out on top regardless. I did yep. pick Oklahoma to win this game originally.
0: Same. I had Oklahoma winning versus Texas. My dark horse... Was the Cowboys from Oklahoma State? You look at everything they were bringing in. Spencer Sanders, obviously, you have Chuba Hubbard coming back for for his fi- what is going believed to be his final season. Right. And talk about not living up to expectations. Shout out to Iowa State for having the best season in history. You know, what I'm saying they get there and they yeah. they ultimately don't take care of business, but they did beat the Big Twelve champion Oklahoma. They did. They did just in the first one.
1: So you want to pick the next
0: one? Yeah, let's go to the Pac-12. Okay, Pac-12. So so. I got this right. Not the whole game. I got right. the winner right in one of the teams. But I'm just gonna say that I didn't because Asterix. they only got to Yeah, they only <laughs> got to play because of COVID. I had Oregon beating Utah because I really I was high on Utah coming in, which if you'd have let me watch one game, I probably would have said Oregon and Colorado. And my dark horse was Arizona State. I really like Herm Edwards. I really yep. like what he's doing over there. They got a really good quarterback ultimately. I mean COVID hit the Pac-12 more than anybody. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, they were only going to play six games anyways, and not a single team got six games in the regular season. So you could
1: almost throw that one out completely. Who'd you have? Uh, I actually, again, asterisks on this one, but I actually got this one correct. Oregon USC. I had Oregon coming out on top. You know, obviously, Oregon was not supposed to be there, but, I mean, I'll take it. It's right at the end of the day. There you go. It was.
0: There you go. All right, so the last but not least, that leaves the Big Ten. Yep. I had... Ohio State University. This was a tough pick yeah. here. That's not a tough pick, no, obviously. Not at all. I had them beating Wisconsin. Yep. Which, you know, Wisconsin. We started off very high on, and boy, that took off like the dagum Goliath, and Six last Flags, long at all straight downhill. And then my dark horse, which I'm embarrassed to even say this now, but hey, in September this sounded like a good pick: the University of Minnesota. Ooh. Who had an off? I mean, your returning quarterback, PJ Flex, got him rowing the boat. Uh, what's the kid, Bateman? You mm-hmm. Bateman opts out, but then he comes back in. Probably one of the best receivers in college football going into this season. Yeah. And man, the boat did not row this season. Hats and off nope, to Ohio State that you made me correct on that part.
1: I had the exact same thing. Obviously, Wisconsin wound up tanking in the regular season, then Ohio, stank, Ohio State tanked in the playoffs. But Ohio State, I did have Ohio State beating Wisconsin in the Big Ten Championship. Ultimately Ohio State does win the Big Ten Championship. Yeah.
0: I wonder what the odds would have been if you if you picked all five of these games, both teams, yeah. put a dollar on it. What would the odds be if you legit had like Oklahoma, Iowa State, Northwestern, uh, Oregon when the Oregon's not even supposed to play? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, that's a good question. That'd actually. be a big what... that'd be a big payout. That'd have yeah. to be a big payout. Should have done it. Oh yeah, well I mean we weren't Oregon, correct. Oregon game we would have got something anyway. This was honestly my worst in terms of that. This was my worst season. But yeah, all right. So now let's look at playoff. So I'll, I'll go first. Okay. Because that's cool with you. I had the University of Georgia, who which I would I said would beat Alabama, which I was wrong about in the SC title right. game. I had the University of Georgia playing Ohio State, and I, then I had Clemson playing Alabama okay. for a final Ohio State versus clemson yeah and i got one of those right you did and ultimately that game got played and yeah. the and the correct thing happened so i'm wrong on georgia obviously georgia didn't yeah. even really come that close nah. notre dame fills that spot i had the wrong teams playing but ultimately i got one team out of the
1: in the in the uh, natty so i'll take it yeah I'm gonna get laughed at on this one. I know I was being highly optimistic. Sure, whatever we'll go with it. I can't remember who. Wait, do you have Oklahoma in there? I did not have Oklahoma. In there. Oh, okay, I had the exact same Final Four as you. I had Clemson playing Bama and then Georgia playing Ohio State. I had Clemson Georgia in the national championship with Georgia winning <laughs> the national championship. There might have been a tad bit of bias in there. There might have been a little bit. Which
0: I'm gonna be honest, when you sit down because because I've I mean I've been through this. When you do sit down to make this to to admit to yourself before the season even starts that, okay, this is my team that I've – I mean, you know, there's Jesus' family in football, yeah. Georgia football, and they're all really close. Not really. My God's way better and my family's way better. But you get what I'm saying. To admit to yourself that my team's going to lose. Yeah. they're go- This team's going to
1: beat me and my season's going to end without a natty. That's a tough thing to do. Well, okay, well, here's my thing. We'll say this is a mini dog talk segment. Why not? Heck, yeah. If you look at Georgia on paper before the season, right – returning the defense, the offense returning a mostly, you know, ball and offensive line, all the receivers, the running back core. The only question mark you have is quarterback. But isn't that a massive question mark? It is, but you got to figure if you fill that position well, you got a shot.
0: You do, but at that – to me, at that point, I made my big board, I think it was like September 21st. Yeah. At that point, Jamie Newman had officially completely opted out. Right. And our best bet – was Dewan Mathis, like like that, yeah. that? All the insiders were saying you're bet. And so for me, I I could see Dewan because because I mean you, you look at before the season. Yeah. Any message board said Dewan Mathis was like the second coming. You know that oh, kid yeah. was supposed to walk out there, true. You know, ultimately a true freshman and just take over the game. Oh yeah. You saw these videos of him throwing these freaking rocket passes in practice. Just an, an athlete. I mean, I don't think anybody predicted he would come out and just just the nerves, man. I mean, pooped just, the bed there. Yeah,
1: you just saw his nerves activating that, and that was the biggest issue, I think. But, yeah,
0: ultimately, if I could go back, I would not have put. Which I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty. It's easy to admit. I would not have put Georgia in even in my final four if I had known that our quarterback situation, that like, what even knowing what DeWan Mathis was, right? You know what I'm saying. I think I I put, which we're spoiled as Georgia fans. You got a bunch of kids who come in as true freshmen and have, you look at Jacob Eason, had a really good season his freshman year. Jake Frum comes in his freshman year and takes him to a national title. I mean, so we're kind of spoiled there, but honestly, not a bad big board. No, not. So we'll sit down and make the 2022 one tomorrow.
1: Yeah. But we will have to ultimately do that. We will. I mean, it'll be a show in several months following, you know, previewing the. The season, but it yeah. will. So, well, let's let's
0: talk about that. Okay? okay, let's take a look around the league here in terms of. Let's pretend like we are two months away from college football. Yeah, a lot of changes, especially like you know in the SEC. Let's just look at the SEC off top here. Alabama loses its offensive coordinator. Right. Gets a good gets a good replacement there. Right. You know, but they lose their offensive coordinator, who their offense was absolutely dynamic. They lose their starting quarterback yeah. for a kid who's got a little – Bryce Wilson's got – Bryce, Bryce Wilson, Young. Right? Bryce Young. Yeah. Got a little bit of uh, PT, but not a lot. Yeah. You know, Texas A&M's going to replace Kellen Mond. Uh, Auburn's coming in with a brand-new system. Uh, South Carolina, uh, brand-new head coach. Yeah. Also loses their five-star commit. Georgia's coming in completely re- reloaded. You know what I'm saying? Right as of filming this podcast, 16 of 22 starters. Your secondary is the only hole. JT Daniels comes back. He's already projected in the Heisman. Georgia's anywhere one through four right now in any poll that you look at. Um, Tennessee, you know, Garantano transfers. They'll probably be starting that freshman. Florida,
1: oh, scary. Florida's probably going to take the biggest downturn this season of any team. Facts. Especially and granted. I'm I'm not on the Dan Mullen train. I never have been. I'll tell y'all that right off. But if he goes to the NFL like they're kind of talking about, he yeah. is Florida's definitely gonna take a bad spiral.
0: I think I think Dan Mullen will be there next year. Unless he sees writing on the wall and he's like, Man, I need to get out of here. But uh I mean I think LSU should trend upward. Yes. Um I think Kentucky, Vanderbilt, and uh Missouri kinda stay where they're at. I can see Missouri trending upward. I think Texas A and M takes a takes a Dive, a little bit of a, down, yeah. bit of a dive. Um, I think Auburn, the excitement is there, but ultimately I just don't have enough information. I think with Mike Bobo going to Auburn now, yeah. you have to – there's some there's some credit out there. I'm going to call it now. I think five-star Gunner Stockton, who was the five-star commit for South Carolina, right. goes now to Auburn, follows Mike it. Bobo. I, I don't it. know if he starts over Bo. But I think the I think that's ultimately well, what happens. He's got another year, too, though. Yeah, he does. That's what I'm saying. he's
1: in the 2022 class. Oh, 2022 or, class. Yeah, okay. So, he'll, but he I, won't go I the next think year.
0: ultimately you'll see him land there. Yeah. I think Alabama, you just have to reasonably stay. They take some kind of step down. If Alabama's yeah. better than they are this year, just don't even play football next well, year. Well, I mean, let's be but honest. But they're losing a ton of talent. With
1: Bama, right? I mean, from what we've seen of Bryce Young, he hasn't looked super good. I guarantee he has the potential. Yeah, but we don't actually know what he's going to do when he takes over this football team. You're losing Najee Harris. I mean, like no matter what you got on that bench, you got under. You're losing much Najee
0: kids. Harris. You're losing Mac Jones. You're losing Devonte Smith. You're losing Jalen Waddle. These are all assumptions. You yes. know what I'm saying? You, those kids are going to go to the NFL. But you know, you're losing some kids yeah. on
1: defense. Which let's be honest, they proved a great a great defense is an incredible yeah. offense. So you got you got to think for a few teams in the West. You have to be thinking that this door is kind of opening for you. It to is. potentially. Get to the SEC Championship. This feels
0: like the biggest crack in in terms of the door being open because Nick Saban has done an incredible job replacing OCs and DCs the past couple oh, 100%, of years. hundred percent, yes. But this year, unlike any other year, we saw Steve Sarkeesian, who we'll talk about his destination, um, I mean th- – that that was one of the best offenses we've ever seen. Right, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you you now have to not only replace all of the pieces that made that machine run, yeah, but the mastermind who owed that machine. Oh yeah, hundred percent. That I I mean it. So
1: no no reasonable person no. is
0: going to say yeah you're going to maintain right. That.
1: So you got to figure SEC is I think in the West it's kind of open East on paper Georgia should dominate the East this year. Yeah. Um, oh, easily. Yes. If you look at the other playoff teams, right, Ohio State assumes is going to lose Justin Fields of the draft, they more will, than likely. Yeah. Yeah. So the Big Ten, that door's going to fly open for the Big Ten. It is. State. I
0: mean, I think you got to look at, you know, Northwestern will return a lot of their talent. Indiana will return a lot of their talent. Hopefully you get Penix Jr. Yeah. back healthy. Indiana looked really good. Wisconsin will return their talent, even though they broke a lot of hearts. For some reason, Michigan signed Joe, Joe, Joe uh, Harbaugh to a, like, what, five-year deal? Yeah, five so you figure extension? Michigan for the next five years
1: is going to take yeah, a huge downturn. Yeah, they're going to take it down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: but you you do have to look at a lot of Big Ten teams trending upward. Right. And Ohio State taking a step down. Yeah. Pac-12, who knows. If Keaton Slova stays at, U- at, at USC, they should, I think, be the top dog in the USC. Right which, I mean, that's, you know what I'm saying, we just didn't see enough of it. We didn't see enough football play in the Pac-12. Big 12 is going to belong to Oklahoma. 100%, I think. With the caveat that we now have Steve Sarkeesian stepping into into that burnt orange. That's going to be very interesting. I don't think you're going to see his first year ball out. Right. But I think his second, um, because Bob Stoops, Oklahoma, Second year, one and natty right. for Oklahoma. I think you could see the. I'm not going to say Texas wins the national title, yeah. But I think you see Texas take a massive leap in the in the one year that he'll have to recruit and mold that program. Oh, for sure. Big Twelve will be interesting, especially. Yeah. I mean, I think Brock Purdy will go. Yeah. In terms of Iowa State, I could see them taking a step back. If he doesn't, they'll be right in there. Yeah. I mean, Oklahoma State, I think, you know, they will return Spencer Sanders. They're going to lose a lot of talent on offense. But, yeah, I think that's Oklahoma's league.
1: I think for – yeah, for this year, definitely. I think Oklahoma's firmly shut this door for this year. Um, I think they're going to take the momentum coming off this season into next season. Really good finish. Spencer really Rattler good finish. has really took off toward the end of the season. I think he's going to ball out in the next, at least two years. From the moment
0: Lincoln Riley benched him in that yeah. game, something a switch yeah. flipped in his head, and he said, let's go play football.
1: Yeah. So I think at least for twenty the 2021 season, this door shut on the Big 12. And then you go to the ACC, right? Last Power Five conference. Yep. Clemson's losing, arguably the best player in college football over the last few years especially. No doubt, yeah. DJ... Has played played pretty good against Notre Dame in the games he played. He played pretty good, but still, when you're replacing Trevor Lawrence, massive step back, and a lot of the talent. We're
0: talking James Harden step back. Oh yeah, hundred percent. We're talking Seth. I mean, it really is because he did play well. Yeah, and he'll have a whole spring and summer to continue growing. But I mean, you look at you know that first matchup. Everybody's got it circled. I'd like to go. You want to go? Let's go to that game. Georgia versus Clemson. I think it's September fourth, twenty twenty one. You have to. If you're Georgia, you gotta you gotta win. You oh, gotta 100%. That, that's a game that you should win. I wouldn't even be surprised if Clemson is favored. But I mean, you gotta win that game. But this game's Kirby's gonna smart. set the tone,
1: right? It because will. If you're Georgia, you have everything in front of you. So if you beat Clemson right off the rip, looks really good for you. If you're Clemson, same thing. This is gonna be a top four matchup, right? Yeah. So for sure. whichever team wins is gonna set the tone. But if you're you gotta figure too though, if you're in the ACC this year, Cracked. It's crap. I mean, Miami, especially if King gets to play, we don't know how that knee's going to be, but Miami's going to look really good. FSU sleeper. They are getting some crutes. They are getting some transfers. I mean, really and truly, if you look at FSU, to me, what they've been lacking is a quarterback. Yeah. Because, I mean, they've been losing games late, losing the lead. If Mackenzie Milton can play like he played at UCF prior to injury FSU is gonna be dangerous. The state of Florida, in terms
0: of the ACC, has been a great definite uh, destination for transfers so far. You look at who Miami's gotten and who FSU (laughs) has gotten. I know, sorry, Tyreek. You know, you were. Thank you for winning us that Cincinnati game. But like I mean the, the,
1: them jokers are doing some cruising yeah, down they there are. in terms of transfer portal. So to me in my opinion, this is just my opinion. Also UNC, UNC's yeah, UNC. in there too. To me this next year ACC is going to have the most wide open door as to who gets into the ACC championship with everybody they have.
0: You think so? You talking about in terms of Power 5 conference? In terms of Power 5
1: conference. See, I don't I don't know. I think I think Clemson will still remain king. I do too, but I think as far as what we see with with teams trending up and, and you know, top teams is, trending yes, down, yeah, I, think okay, that, yeah. I think that gap the, evens out yes. a lot more in the ACC than in any other conference. I think
0: you're right, too. I think you're 100% right. But now we can sit back and start preparing for that. Yeah.
1: And also, good news to you guys, maybe we get to find new subjects to talk about for the next right. few months. That's right.
0: So. Uh, just, you know – We got to say this season has been uh, so much fun. We're coming up on like 300 views in just 10 episodes. I mean, that's pretty good. That's really good. We've been very blessed. All the support, the shares, the likes, the follows. Uh, You know, We've had a lot of people reach out in the DM saying, hey, I listen to your podcast and you all actually do a pretty good job. We just do this for fun. We're just like anybody else. We just love talking sports, talking life. And moving forward, we will now get – the opportunity to talk more about things. You know, we we got a lot of stories. Some we probably can't tell on this podcast. Probably not. (laughs) A lot of it we can. You know, we can, you know, if you noticed, we dropped the sports when I introduced the show this time. right. Because we don't want to pigeonhole ourselves into one category. Right. We know sports. We know a lot about sports. We have watched sports our whole life. We have played sports our whole life. And we will continue to talk a lot of sports. But we know movies. We know video games. We know relationships. We have a lot to offer. And we look forward, moving forward, talking all those things and just continuing to uh, spread this family that we've created here. It's been a
1: really fun season. And, I mean, ultimately, you know, I think we'll probably talk about the Bravos during baseball season. Yeah, chop on. Got to talk about the Braves. but. I mean, ultimately, we're going to have to have a discussion about what we want to do moving forward. And, you know, maybe look on the Facebook page. You might drop a poll and see what you guys want to hear more yeah, about. Yeah, might so. have to
0: do that. That's actually, that's actually a really yeah. good idea. Yeah. What do you want to hear us talk about? Yeah, that's there you go. All right, man. So, college football 2020-2021 has officially wrapped. was a fun season. Yep. We will now begin looking forward to that, looking forward to baseball. You know, uh, NFL playoffs are going on right now. They are. Actually, Browns, Kansas City's fixing the kickoff. Yep. Um. We got uh basketball. Playoffs will be coming up soon, a little on down the line, but basketball's in full swing, and before you know it, you know, we'll be uh back at college football. We'll be back at college football. Yeah. Rinse and
1: repeat. All right, Jordan, where can the people find you? Instagram and Twitter, J Harris underscore six. I'm at uh on Facebook, Jordan Harris, and then I'm in my living room every Monday through Thursday working on a computer. There you go. Uh you
0: can find me at Connor Mason Chandler on Instagram, Connor Chandler on Facebook and Twitter. Or walking my dog at three in the morning in the freezing cold because he's got to use the bathroom and he's whining in his, wine you know, and his it kennel. Happens. It does, but hey, bears the man. And uh, you can find us at Bash Brothers Podcast. We'll soon be dropping the sports in terms of the Facebook page, but at Bash Brothers Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. Send your comments, questions. You can trash us, bash us. See what I did there? I see you it? You saw yeah. that? Yeah. Hey, best guess. If any, let's see if somebody's still listening. Best guess. Why are we called the Bash Brothers? We'll eventually Ooh,
1: have to tell that story. That will be a story to tell.
0: People are going to be like, y'all fought one time in the yard, and you bashed, and so it's the bash. It actually brother. almost happened. It really did. <laughs> 2012, 2012 prom. 2012 prom yeah, bust fiasco. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Classic. Might, might be a story. <laughs> that might be a story we got to tell there. Honestly, I don't remember the details. I'm sure you do. Um, it'd be a fun time to tell. All right. We thank y'all for a great season. Looking forward to the future of the Bash Brothers podcast. And uh, as always... We are the Bash Brothers, signing off. Yerp.